Earn, Spend, Live presents Eavesdropping. Real women, real talk. Hey guys, it's Malia and Elise, and today we are talking about how to build your personal brand. Because we're pros. Yeah, something like JK. that. Mostly because everyone on the internet is super obsessed with personal brands. So obsessed. Like the Mariah Carey gif. <laughs> All things in life are Mariah Carey gifts. Seriously. So, Elise... Why does, why does personal brand matter? Um, she picked it, which is why I'm picking on her. Yes, I did pick it. Um, I think it's important to talk about. It matters because it's 2017, and literally, if you don't have a personal brand, who the fuck are you? Like, nobody knows you. Also, you're a chronic Googler. Yes. Like, I am too. When we, <laughs> like, when we get a new application... Yeah, you more than me. Hello. Well, I Google you Facebook. Yes. We, like, go to look you up. We want to know. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not the only ones. Well, and Malia has amazing SEO, and literally if you Google Malia Bowles, it's like <laughs> I'm the her only LinkedIn, one. and her articles, and Earn, Spin, Live, and her Facebook, and her in- her Twitter. It's like, so good. And if you Google me, you get, like, dead people. Yeah, y'all, just life lesson. If you are naming children at any point after listening <laughs> to this podcast... Change your last name from Williams to yes. something else. And also, like, give them some sort of weirdly unique first name. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there aren't that many Malias to begin with, and then you add the last and name. And Malia Obama is spelled differently. It's true. So it's still unique. And I do, like, put a little work into my SEO, but not nearly as much as I should to have such good, like, mm-hmm. rankings. But Elise and Christine, oh my god, it's so funny. They get so mad. I get furious because I do a lot. (laughs) It's true. But okay, why does it matter to you? Personal brand, not my personal SEO. (laughs) (laughs) I like your personal SEO because I'm nosy. Um, I think it's important because when I'm looking at an article, especially we're very much in the content space. Mm -hmm. So in digital publishing, if I'm reading an article and I'm like, oh, I really like that article. I want to go find out more about you. Yeah. But if I go to find out more about you and I've read an article on renter's insurance and everything else you've written is about Donald Trump, I'm going to be like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) Because it'll be, like, a huge disconnect. Um, And you'll have less kind of authority to go with it. Mm -hmm. Or if I want to work with you on something, I'm going to look you up first. Yeah. So I follow a lot of, like, not comedians, but, like, personalities on Twitter. Because, like, I'll read something on either Cosmopolitan or Postgrad Problems. And I think that's what it's called. And it'll be a really funny article, and so I'll go find them on Twitter. And, like, that's my thing, is I love personalities. And, yeah. like, people who tweet funny shit. It's, well, and, like, so many of our people, our people, so many of our, like, I don't want to say competitors, but people that we look up to in, like, mm-hmm. the Millennial Women website. Yeah. Space. <laughs> I've said it too many times, but I'm saying it again. Um, have really good Twitters. Yes. Like, Bridget Twitter Casey, is everything. We interviewed her. She's very active on Twitter. Yes. And she's very active on Twitter. Chelsea Fagan for the Financial mm-hmm. Diet. Yeah. We partner with them. Hugely active on Twitter. Twitter is a lot less about, it's less for businesses. Like, it doesn't drive a lot of traffic. It's better for people who are trying to build their personal brand and be like, this is my personality. This is who I am. Yeah. If you have a lot of personality, you'll do really well. Because there's no yes. reason really that Chelsea Fagan should have taken off on Twitter or right. Bridget from But she has a lot of opinions, and that's why you follow her. Yeah, and so there are a lot of people like that. Or even um, Bustles, one of, their, one of mm-hmm. their senior editors, Sam Escobar, has, like, a ton of followers. Yeah. 
So I'm still waiting on my followers to arrive. Yeah, I think they're really fucking funny, but I think you don't tweet enough. I don't. It's only when I'm inspired. It's like <laughs> art. I'll try, I I'll try say, to tweet more. I've been Instagramming more. If you go to Elisa's Twitter, which is at m elise xo or at melisexo. Um, if you go to her Twitter, you will see just a bunch of really good tweets. And you're like, how does one person tweet such funny things and only funny things? It's because she only tweets when something <laughs> truly perfect crosses her mind. Yes, it's only when the stars align. And she's like, oh my god, I'm really funny. I'm tweeting that. I wish I was like Chrissy Teigen and I was funny every day. Well, yeah. But. I mean, Chrissy Teigen ha- absolutely has help. Does Do you think so? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have people coming up with shit. Mm. I feel like it's her. She'll literally sit there and like put a selfie of her and John in like like onesies eating pizza and like. Oh, that's well, I mean, hilarious. yeah, no one comes up with that but her. But like some of the. I care about that. That's awesome. No, no one comes up with that but her. Oh, yeah. yeah Elise loves. I thought you said no one cares about that but her. No one cares. Like, Hello, I'm here. She doesn't have any followers. Number no one, one cares fan. about Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> Who? I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for saying that. <laughs> um, it's a favorite joke on Who Weekly. <laughs> oh, and like Who Weekly, when they launched their podcast, they had both built brands. It's um, Lindsay something. Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger. Bobby Finger? His last name really Stop! is... Stop! Oh my god, so much SEO. That's perfect. Yeah, so... Nobody else has that name. They had both, like, Bobby worked on uh, Jezebel and Lindsay had worked oh. for BuzzFeed. And so, in those places, they had built up this huge brand. Yeah. So, when they launched a podcast, it already had a huge layout. Yes. That's another reason it's important. Yeah. You're doing your future self a favor. It's kind of... It's the Kardashian era. You literally can get famous for being yourself. But better. Okay. So, should... This is an Elise question. Should your personal brand relate to your profession? I think we have different opinions on this because I think you wholeheartedly believe that it should relate to your profession. At least a little bit, yeah. Yes, because there have been times when I'm like, I don't have any followers, and you're like, you don't tweet what people care about or what your followers care about. I'm like, no, I tweet what I care about. I mean, I think it's also, too, you have to look at why you want to build your personal brand. For me, it's because I literally want to be famous for my personality. (laughs) And so I use Twitter as a place to make jokes about pizza and Molly's and my love for Zac Efron. So in that case, like... Those three things are going to make you famous? Yes. Okay. Um, but back when I was doing more celebrity content, I feel like it it was kind of my personal brand and my profession matching yeah. up. But now with Iron Spend Live... And I do. I tweet about, like, I call it feminish things mm-hmm. sometimes. And especially, like, on my Instagram, I tweet about, like, my no-spending challenge and this and that. So I'm trying to, like, incorporate it more, but I also don't feel like you should ignore what makes you special. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't try to... I wouldn't say, like... And I did for a while, so I had a a Twitter in high school. You had two Twitters. Yeah, so I had a Twitter in high school. It's, it's like, gone now. Um, Because I would tweet things like, oh, I just don't want to work today, or... (laughs) uh, can staying in bed be my only job? And so it was just stuff, or I would just talk about how people around me were pieces of shit. It was stuff that was not, in general, what I would call a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, so Professionally. I made a... Personally, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I made a professional Twitter, and my professional Twitter was so damn boring. Yes, it was. Boring, 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 
boring boring i could i mean i was interacting with people and i would still get some like traction you would do like twitter chats and stuff right yeah so boring oh my god so now what i've kind of come back to is it still is professional and it still has to do with work stuff but i can also tweet things like give me more coffee or something that's like funny but still maintains Mm -hmm. a professional look yeah i'm never gonna tweet about how drunk i got no or whatever. I don't know. It's kind of like Ernst Benlitz's whole thing. Being yeah. honest, but still professional. Yeah. And so that's where, like, my, my, my brand, my, like, brand and my Twitter are now. Mm-hmm. And they're connected with, it's connected to my LinkedIn. So people can find me. You can tweet me about personal, not personal, professional stuff. But you're also going to see, like, pictures of my dog or mm-hmm. whatever I posted on Instagram. So yeah. it's not just boring. Yeah. Boring, boring. I think it's kind of, your personal brand should be, okay, someone found you, like, in our profession, it's writing. Someone found you through your article. Now, how are you going to keep them as a follower? Yeah. You know, you have to mix, like, professional with your personal life. And vice versa. Like, if someone finds you on Twitter, how mm-hmm. are you going to get them yes. to care about what you do professionally? Yep. So, I don't think they have to be totally the same. Right. Um, but I think there should be overlap. Like, I write about TV, so I also tweet about TV. Or I'll write about personal finance, so then I'll tweet about it. But I try not to be like, these are the only things that are important. I have a savings account. Bye. I do think it becomes exhausting because it's kind of like this Beyonce and Sasha Fierce thing where it's like, yeah, if you have to be professional on your personal Twitter, where are you just going to be personal? But on my personal everything is just like that. Right. So I think you need to make that decision. Like if that's right for you. And I did for a while. I did keep both Twitters. Um, you don't have Mia Dawn anymore? No. I mean, I still have the handle. I don't yeah. want anyone else to have that handle. Tweet it, though. No, because I just... It was you hard to up. go back and forth. Well, no. <laughs> I still have mean things to say. <laughs> and I have unprofessional thoughts and she feelings. She just says them to me before um, we record the podcast. <laughs> yes. Or I'll, like, text them to my boyfriend. Or I'll do something I don't really need to put it on Twitter. Um, as much as Twitter rants are really and truly satisfying to the soul... Um, it just to do or to watch both. Oh, okay. I hate Twitter rants. It depends. I mean, if they're funny or like, oh yeah, if they're funny, it's fine. But if it's like angry, you're not into it. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I like Chrissy Teigen rants where she like goes off on people. It's so much fun. But yeah, I just don't use Mia Dawn anymore because it's. It was too much work. Like, if I would tweet something funny, I would be like, ugh, where did I read It was like that? you were Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. It's or true. Miley Stewart. Yeah, so I just, like, I locked that account that. down, and then I, um... You made it private? Miley Stewart. I just caught that. That's her name on the I show! But, like, oh my <laughs> god, I never would have come up with that in a million I love that show. Fun I fact. watched it with my sister. Yeah. But, like, my Facebook, I can still be pretty, like... I oh, mean, yeah, Facebook is not where you should be, like, your professional brand. No, because it's not a good place brand. to find you. So, no. like, just lock it down, only talk to your friends and family. Right. I still don't go on some of my really heinous rants there, but those just get to be, like, bottled up deep inside, and then I drink more wine. Mm-hmm. So how do you build your personal brand? I had another thought. So this is not related, but in terms of the Twitter... It does kind of remind me of Facebook because for many years, and I still do a little bit, 
a lot of my family did not know that I cussed, that I drink, that I... So like, you were literally Hannah Montana and Miley Stewart. Yeah, so, like, I was like, well, the Twitter thing's not that big of a deal, but it's because I'm used to just, like, having... Because I was friends with a lot of family, so I wouldn't, like, share anything with swear words or On share Facebook? anything. Yeah. Right, I still don't really. Right. I was going to say, I still have a pretty My parents make Facebook. comments when I do. Yeah. Like, I, I published um, Ways to Fake Having Your Shit Together. And my dad was, like, pissed. My great aunt just, like, gets so sad when people share yes. things with swear words. She's like, I just wish I didn't have all this profanity in my feed. And I'm like, oh, fine, Aunt Rebecca. I will stop. Like, I will do my part to clean up your Facebook feed. So in that sense, it's just, like, cleaning up your Facebook for your family, your yeah. Twitter, cleaning it up for your boss. Yeah, that's so, true. How do you build your personal brand is what we were talking about before I made Yeah, that's my what I asked before connection. you ignored me. Um... Social media is such a big thing, mm-hmm. but not Facebook. So if you don't have Facebook, you have LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can also use, we've started using um, scheduling tools like Tailwind and Lighter to like schedule out our tweets and our Instagram. And, and Buffer. Yes, Buffer's Buffer. I forgot about that one. Do you use those things for LinkedIn? I use Buffer for LinkedIn. Okay. I don't post as often to LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a little bit trickier. Um, it's like, I don't pay for it, right. so I don't have the access to all of these people. I try to only connect people I know or people who are in my industry, um, but I do share articles. I schedule them to go out three times a week. On your personal? Yeah. I don't have them, um, like, Twitter, I'll go every day, but, like, LinkedIn every day is way too much. Oh, yeah. Like, you look like a crazy people person. People get annoyed. Yeah. You, you, like, clog up the feed. Um, and I always share like, hyper-professionally relevant things there. Yes. So it might be something from my industry, um, or it might be hmm, 10 productivity tips to make you better at your job. Like, whatever it is, it's always very specific to my brand. And then Mm -hmm. at the same time, I have my profile totally filled out with all of these projects and my interests and my... Ever-changing job titles. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> well, see, so that's another thing with LinkedIn. I do mm-hmm. not change my job title as often as my responsibilities yeah. change. Because that's just, like, who wants to watch someone go from editor to e-commerce editor to commerce, blah, 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 to, like, whatever. Like, you don't care. Right. You only care occasionally. So I don't change that as often because mm-hmm. I think it's important to have it more consistent. And we also publish posts on LinkedIn. Yes. And those are hyper-specific, too. Like, I only publish my career content or, like, my interviews with entrepreneurs. Yeah, so far, um, I mean, on the site, I have articles about drinking, drinking games, games <laughs> or gift guides. But those don't go on LinkedIn. No, or food, like, meal subscription boxes, those don't go on LinkedIn. My interviews with entrepreneurs and badass business ladies, mm-hmm. those go on LinkedIn. Yep. And then if I'm really proud of something we publish on Earnspin Live, like, I will post it to LinkedIn. If it's, like, careers or, like, finance content. Yeah. Yeah, LinkedIn is tricky, but it is really important, I think, because that's one place even our HR manager is very opposed to looking people up on social media before they're hired, but she does, like, she says it's okay to look at their LinkedIn Mm -hmm. because that's what they've put out there specifically for you to look at. Yeah, specifically for, like, HR people to look at. And if you don't have a LinkedIn, what are you even doing? Get your shit together. Like when I although we're wanting to move to Levo, we want oh, that to true. be the next big thing because it's so much better than LinkedIn. So much better than it's LinkedIn. It's better for people like us and like the media industry who like write. Yeah. Also, you should just have both. We have both. Yes. Levo is so much prettier. But anyway, back to what you're saying. It is. Oh, like if you don't have a LinkedIn, like if I'm talking to someone and I try to look them up on LinkedIn and they're just not there. 
Like, I wouldn't hire you, honestly, no. if you didn't have a LinkedIn. Because, like, who are you? Like, if you don't tell the world this is who I am, then who are you? And, like, everyone knows LinkedIn is important. Yeah. I mean, I guess we would... I don't know. I'm I learned about it people. in college. Like, my internship coordinator was like, it's like Facebook, but for professional people. It's important. I mean, just because otherwise... You can put more information there than you can mm-hmm. put on a resume. Yeah. You can connect to people. It's how it's a good way to stay in touch with people that you meet at events. Yes, it is. And also, I just don't like it if you're a professional ghost. Like, have some accomplishments, have some skills, put them out there. Yeah. Be of, proud of yourself. I have one of my only skills or job experience was, like, working at Target. Because it still matters because you still have your yeah. classes and your coursework and you still have skills from that. Yeah. Everything is a skill. So LinkedIn is first. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about Twitter. Yep. Do you want to talk about Instagram? Yeah. It's not as important. I feel like it's only important if you're a blogger or, like, you have a pretty face and you like taking selfies. Or if you want to sell some, like, teeth whitener or some fit tea. Fit tea. Oh, my <laughs> God. Shout out to all of the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yes. That's your future career. Um, Get excited. Instagram, I feel like, so for me, Instagram became an important part of my personal brand when one time, I still just like cringe even thinking about it. Do I know the story? You should. Okay. It's not as interesting. It's the cringe is more at how bad my Instagram was. So I, there's a local like consignment store called Plato's Closet uh, in Style Encore and I was in the Style Encore Instagram and they had these dresses that I really wanted. So I commented and I was like, can you hold these please? And then I ended up in a conversation with the girl when I went to the store and she said, oh, I remember you. You had the, like, blue hair. And I was like, yeah, I did. And then we started talking about Ernst and Liv, and she was like, oh, well, I'll just go follow your personal Instagram and, like, keep up with it that way. And I was like, <laughs> my personal Instagram is not a good representation of our brand. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I, th- I have heard this story, but I forgot it. Here's Ernst and Liv. You can follow them instead. Just because my Instagram was just, like, shitty pictures. Like, like your dogs. Yeah, mostly my yeah. dogs. Sometimes a selfie. Sometimes something random. The lighting in my house is god-awful and not Instagram-friendly at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just wasn't good. And I was like, I can't just tell people not to follow me on Instagram from now until the end of time. Yeah. And at, like, Create and Cultivate, that conference we went to. Oh, we yeah. We talked about it on the podcast. But um, it's a creative, like, blogger conference, and these people would literally just, like, sit at a table and follow each other on Instagram. That's yep. how they connected. They would, like, if you told someone your name, they'd literally go look you up on Instagram. They'd be like, yeah. oh, what's your handle? They'd and then they would up. follow you, and you'd be like, oh, well, I have a card. And they'd be like, I already followed you. It's fine. Yeah. Like, that's, they were like, we, we're, we're connected now. It's cool. It was, like, an eye-opening experience, because we did not have personal brands at that time. No, didn't really give a shit about my Instagram. No. And I still don't really, honestly, like, I don't care how many likes it gets. I just want it to look like I've put some effort into yeah. it. I'm actually, I'm really kind of into it now because I've been, like, scheduling out my posts, using later, and, like, just, like, regramming. I got Christine to take a picture of my bun. I mean, pictures yeah. of Laz always do well. But, yeah, it's it's kind of exciting. It's, like, this, like, high you get, like, when all the likes start coming through. And then, like, I reposted from Ernst Ben Live. It was my quote. Just let me live. Oh, yeah. And when I first posted it, I mean, I used the hashtags, but it only got, like, 14 likes. And then that weekend, it literally went up to, like, the 60s. Like, all these people just randomly started liking it. I don't know. 
It was so it weird. It is fun. I like looking at it's the grid. It's a mystery. When, like... Yeah, it's a new puzzle. Yes. I, looking at, I like looking at the grid after mm-hmm. I've posted some things. Be like, okay, yeah, it's kind of looking, it's looking more cohesive. Yeah. You get a feel. And kind yeah. of adjusting. That's been fun, too, finding my, like, aesthetic. <laughs> it's colorful, but there's always a fade. Yeah. It's, like, less colorful than Ernst Van Love. <laughs> All of ours are less colorful than Ernst Van Love. Oh, mine probably could be that colorful if my house weren't, like, all brown. Mine would be more colorful if I was, like, a graphic designer. Because yeah. I looked at Britt & Co.'s Instagram the other day. I discovered yeah. them. And I was like, if I was a graphic designer, this would be my feed. Yeah. Because it's amazing. They talk about pizza all the time. They do. It's all pizza. It's, and it's pink. It's pink and it's pizza. Yeah, lately I noticed that my grid is like more pink than yours, and it was really. Weird. Oh, I'm gonna go look. This it's up. like a subtle pink, but yeah. You keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, I'm gonna keep talking. Okay. Um, but yeah, so tools like Later or Hootsuite will let you schedule your Instagram. They won't post automatically for you, but it's still really helpful. Um, my Instagram. Oh, yours is really pink. I There's know. even a blue picture with like a oh, laser pink. of pink. It's weird. What is this? There's okay. There's one, two, three, four, five, five pictures. Six, seven that, that are pink. like pink, and then like Eight, the maroon nine. color. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, this That's one's cute. I love that oh, one. I do too. It's my. So if you go follow me or look at me, it's Malia B. And the picture that she like said she loved was it's perfection is boring written in script. Also, um, the fight the patriarchy, not each other. That um, our graphic designer Jasmine designed. Oh, it's, it's a color so page. Good. Such a good picture. I'm so jelly. It's ugh. Her coloring pages are so good. If you haven't Seriously. signed up yet, it's really worth it. One of my friends, when I posted that picture, was like, where can I buy these? What the like, <laughs> We were what? like, they're free. <laughs> go get them. All you have to give us is your email. It's okay. Yeah. Just go to the homepage, wait for the big thing to pop up, and then put in your email, download the coloring pages, and print them out, and you're done. And color them. Yes. And then hashtag earn spend color. Elise came up with it and then didn't even use it. But it's fine. <gasps> oh, I forgot about that. Okay, here's what happened. So Tara does, Tara runs the Instagram and she was messaging me and she was like, Instagram will not let me post. Can you try it? So then I was like, sure. So I posted and like didn't have a caption. So I just scrambled to like come up with a caption. So I totally forgot it. But guys, share your coloring, uh, color our pages, Instagram them, and then hashtag earn spend color and we will regram them. Yeah, we will. It'll be great. Um, so, example, we're going to tie this back in. Um, <laughs> we posted them on our personal Instagrams because... Yes. Well, I personal... posted mine on Laz. Laz's oh, Instagram. Laz's Instagram. <laughs> yes. Laz has an Instagram. As he we... does. Go follow him. It's at Lazasaurus Rex. It's very cute. Um, so, we published that there because that ties in our personal Instagram with our mm-hmm. job slash professional brand. Yes. Um, so, the other way that we are really passionate about making your personal brand known is blogging slash writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good way, particularly to show expertise. So, if you run the Instagram, for example, you could write an article that's 10 tips to make your Instagram better. Mm-hmm. And then when someone Googles your name, They'll see that post and be like, oh, she meant it when she said she was good at Instagram on LinkedIn. Like, it's just a good way to show proof that you really can do what you think you can do. That's true. Or what you say you can do. We need to start doing that. Yeah, we do. (laughs) We do it a little bit. If y'all are interested, if you run a site and you're interested in having us write about being editors or just general badass bitches, (laughs) let us know. Yeah, do it. We'll we'll totally talk to you. (laughs) Well, so for example, this isn't... It's not published yet, but how to make people talk to you. Mm-hmm. It's about me like reaching out to people, like making connections, and how I actually make and them talk to And harassing people to talk yeah. to you. 
it's really effective, um, and it's a skill apparently some people don't have, so I read an article about it. It really is. So, for example, Malia manages our affiliate <laughs> partnerships, and if she reaches out and we don't hear from that person, she'll literally, like, she puts it in her planner. She talked about this last time. She'll put down, like, a week from today, reach back out, and she will literally reach out 20 times, like, until you talk to her. It's true. I'll She'll stalk you on social once media. Once a month. I just, like, flip, and I pencil it in, and I'm like, okay, talk to them, and then if I get any remote sign of encouragement, it becomes, like, once a week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really efficient. We've gotten some good deals that way. Yep. Um, so, yeah. We're also, example. we need to do either a podcast or an article or something about how nagging, oh. quotes around nagging, Nagging gets shit done. It's so I was funny. telling Malia the other day, I honestly don't understand how any men in the world are in management because women nag until shit gets done. It's true. Men just are like, like they're like, do this, and then like, it, they forget about it and it magically gets done. I don't know. Yeah, we have no idea how it happens. If you're a man listening to this podcast, let us know. Yeah, tell us your thoughts. <laughs> what, are your, what are your secrets? Because, um, yeah, my workflow personally revolves heavily on follow-ups. Because mm-hmm. otherwise people just forget about you. Yeah. Well, bitches get shit done. But, yeah, so for me, at the end of the day with my personal brand, I want people to see me as an expert. I haven't completely decided what I want them to see me as an expert on, but I want them to look, look at my <laughs> have shit many talents. and be like, she's smart. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. What about yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, smart, but also just really funny and witty and awesome. <gasps> and famous. Yes. And Zac Efron's future wife. <laughs> I have many, like, wants in life. <laughs> Has he been married? No. no he he's only, married. like, he's, I think he just turned 28. People maybe? still get married before they're 28. Not celebrities. I mean, maybe, like, Jamie Lynn Spears, no, but she's nobody. No, like, one celebrity. Oh, I, I'll look it up. But there was someone I was really surprised because they just broke oh, off their Duff. engagement. Hilary yes. Duff got married young. Yeah, she did. She so did. there are definitely people. And then there was someone. But no, Zac Efron is going to be like eternally single until <laughs> I come along. He's literally waiting for me. Yes, you're right. I look like his ex-girlfriend, so. Vanessa Hutchins, just in case <laughs> y'all didn't know. Okay. Yeah. So. Do you have anything else to say about personal brands? It's important. Yeah, they're Do important, it. and they're they're hard, and they're nebulous, so, like, don't give up if you're just, like, putting something out there. It basically comes down to just kind of promoting yourself, like, mm-hmm. self-promotion, because if you don't do it, who else is going to? It's true. So just have a mix of, like, your personality plus what you do, and you will go far. Preach. Preach. <laughs> so, Malia, what's going on in the news? You have all the news this week. I don't know. I do. I've been reading a lot on the internet. It's only Tuesday, and I've been reading a lot on the internet. (laughs) Yo, yesterday she was like, this has been the longest week ever. And I was like, Malia, it's Monday. (laughs) Woo. Oh, yeah. Still feeling that. Um, So Silicon Valley, there was a big, big deal recently about sexual harassment because a former Uber employee blogged about harassment she was subjected to when she worked at Uber. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little crazy. Like, usually, at least... It was weird. It was a weird story. Yeah. I was going to say, usually, at least when I hear about sexual harassment, it's like, oh, he 
said her like boobs looked nice, but this was like weird for me. I mean, oh, weird. I didn't hear what the actual harassment was. Oh, what this was, was the it? one where like um, I just okay. So here's what I heard. I heard that she reported it to HR, and the HR manager was like, "Oh, well, since this is his first offense, why don't you just switch departments?" And then she found out that it wasn't his first offense. People had reported him all the time, and he didn't get in trouble. No, she reported him to HR because he sent her a message and was like, "Hey, so my girlfriend and I are in an open relationship, and she's having a." Really Really easy time finding partners but I'm not and then he was like I mean I don't want to screw things up at work but and like that was kind of it and this was her boss like he was obviously, boss? obviously asking for her to sleep with him and so she reported him to HR and HR was like no he's a really high performer it's not a real problem here yeah and then just like well I also her heard that she reported several different things and the HR person was like do you not understand that the common thread here is always you like you're the mm. problem <sighs> and she's like excuse me yeah so uber um now is like oh no no no, no. we take this super seriously I don't know what that HR manager was talking about we're totally gonna take care of it yeah he was like we're doing a formal investigation which is bullshit because if she's reported it this many times like they knew what because she was saying that she knew other employees Oh, and maybe it just wasn't filed. Like, maybe, maybe they HR complained didn't. and HR just didn't do anything about um, it. Because she was saying that, like, the percentage of women working there went from, like, 30% to 6% in two years because the culture of sexual harassment was so oh pervasive. So it's, like, some bad shit, y'all. And it's not the first time that's been a thing in Silicon Valley. Um, several women have sued... Google has even had some problems. I don't have good, like, stories. Yeah, from the article I read, it said it's a huge deal in Silicon Valley, and they have a hard time, like, with sexual harassment just in, like, the tech world. Yeah. And they have a hard time, like, keeping minorities, apparently. Well, and it's so insular is the thing, too. It's like, I mean, I don't know how many of y'all are small town, but... When you're from a small town, if you, yeah, I don't know, park your car outside your boyfriend's house one night, everyone knows. Oh, my God. Yeah. And everyone thinks you're a floozy. Well, in Silicon Valley, if you report someone for sexual harassment, like, everyone knows. And they all think you're difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. So you end up in a really, like, tricky situation. Yeah. So it's real shitty. If you work in Silicon Valley, Move. feel free. Yeah. <laughs> Move. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. It's, it sucks. Like, Stay you think of fight. places, like... Google and Facebook is being the best places to work. And you read about Silicon Valley being, like, really shitty. And you're like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. If not there, where? Well, that's because that's where all the powerful guys are. And they're, like, they have the big head. Like, oh, I can do anything. I'm invincible. Oh, and this is after people are already, like, boycotting Uber because they have, like, bad treatment oh, of drivers. Yeah. And there was one, like, that incident, I want to say it was last year, where a woman was assaulted by an Uber driver. What? And Uber was like, that didn't happen. Also, if it did, it wasn't our fault. Like, crazy. Yeah. Shit's been crazy. I have never ridden in an Uber. Do we have them here? Yeah. We do? We have a few. We don't even have, like, taxis. We have, like, yeah, one. Yeah, we do. We have, like, one, but, like, no one uses it. <laughs> it's, y'all, we're real small. We live in Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, even, like, our college town has taxis now, but we don't really have Uber. But there's Uber and Little Rock. Yeah. It's just I not just, very big. I don't use it. I don't need to. Yeah, same. We don't I do my drinking at home. (laughs) It's cheaper here. It is, with our boxed wine. Our boxed Moscato. So in better news, in more, like, optimistic lady power news. Yay. 
Um, Career Contessa had an article from the founder of Fairy God Boss, whose name I can't remember right now. And it was seven things you need to do to earn six-figure salaries, mm-hmm. which I thought was I, really awesome. I feel like it should have been six things, six skills you need to earn six figures. I know. They did It really, an as an editor, it bugs me. They like, should have cut one out, better. combine them, <laughs> do something. Make the numbers match up. Yes. But I liked that. So it was the first step surprised me. It was research because you <laughs> have to know what salaries actually, like, or what positions you have any hope of making six figures in. Because she's right. You can't. Yeah, don't show up at McDonald's asking for a job and expect to earn six figures someday. Like, yeah, you can't. I mean, if you're like in college, like, yeah, but we're talking like (laughs) professional career. (laughs) Even like starting your own business, probably going to be really hard to make six figures unless you Mm -hmm. somehow like take off really well. So like make sure you have realistic expectations for your field. That was one of the other points though, was that it's okay to like, start small if you're passionate about it like if it's a startup you might not you might make like dirt cheap yeah. salary at first but then it could go to six figures if it time. does take off it could be six figures it yeah if crossing but, our fingers for you startup people yeah, we're still waiting on ourselves <laughs> in, in our defense we're not really uh, we're entrepreneurs yeah we are not startup so what were the other skills? There was perseverance. That was one. Yeah, I'm pulling it up now because I forgot. Negotiation was one. Perseverance yes. is kind of what she was talking where they were like, if you start small at like a lower salary, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then negotiation was one because you can't make six figures if you never ask anyone for six right. figures. What were the other ones? I don't remember. There was perseverance. There was... I remember, like, the context, but not the main skills. Pull it up. I'm looking it up right now. Hey, Elise, did you know you're still online? I'm always online. Laz messaged you earlier. You did. It was so cute. Okay. The skills you need to make a six-finger summary. Loading. Be no. smart. That's that should be one of them. Just be oh, smart. Oh, Georgianne Wong was the she's the co-founder of Fairy God Boss. Okay. So number two is perseverance because it may not happen right away. Negotiation. Don't count on benevolence. So that's like, don't expect your boss to just be like, oh, you work really hard and you probably need the money and give you a raise. Once again, if you don't promote yourself, no one will. Oh, confidence. It goes along with mm. negotiation, like. If you don't think you're worth six figures, no one else is going to think you're worth six yep. figures. Be the Mariah Carey of your life. That should, let's make that <laughs> like a quote. That for me. What do you mean by me? Because Mariah, no one loves Mariah Carey <laughs> the way Mariah Carey loves Mariah Carey. Like, no one believes in her the way she does. She thinks she is like the Beyonce of life. Like, she is just the ultimate. Or does she think she's the Mariah Carey She of thinks life? she's the Mariah Carey of life, but we see her as <laughs> like, Beyonce. she, yes. Um, planning, because you're not just going to, like, fall into a role. You mm-hmm. have to, like, know, like, okay, this is when I need to be in this role. This is how yep. I'm going to, like, climb the ladder. Which sucks. Risk-taking. So, this says, you know, like, you might have the opportunity to be an unpaid intern for an mm-hmm. industry leader, and, like, being unpaid is scary as shit. But then you network, and you get to know people, and you can make connections and find another job that way. And number seven is networking. Mm-hmm. No woman is an island. Boom. Which is hard. Networking sucks. It does. But they talk about, like, changing industries is one way you might have to, something you might have to do to make more money. 
Um, so changing industries can be really important and you can't really change industries if you don't have any connections. Mm -hmm. Networking is hard too, I think, because like, where do you network? Like, where do you go to network? Out of your house, (laughs) which is really hard. I don't want to do that. Y'all all get on Levo and I'll just network with you. Let's all talk to each other online. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's have like a Twitter chat. Ooh, we should do a Twitter chat. We need to do a Twitter chat. We do. I like Twitter chats. We're going to have one, so keep your eyes peeled. Yes. So what are we loving this week? Well, announcement time. I'm Uh loving, if you follow me or my cat Laz on Instagram, (laughs) you know this already, but Laz had his, he's, we were told he had a heart murmur, and then we were told it was an abnormally loud heart murmur, and they didn't know if it was like, they felt like one of his like, parts of his heart could be missing and like his yes. blood could be flowing the wrong way. They felt all kinds of crazy they, stuff. Yeah, and so we scheduled an ultrasound and I was literally expecting the worst. I've been crying for two weeks, like nonstop. You have no idea. And like She's telling so Laz, like, we're going to be together forever, Laz. I love you. Like, it's okay. Well, then we went today. We dropped him off and then we picked him up. He's literally fine. <laughs> he, he's amazing. He's going to live a long, healthy life. He has, a, a, like, a tiny hole in his, like, chamber walls. Um, so his blood is just, like, pumping, like, the wrong way occasionally. But it's not, like, life-threatening. It's not even serious enough for him to continue taking his heart pills. Yeah. He's going to be totally fine. Yes. Yeah, so he's fine. They just have to monitor it, like, every six months or he so. He might even grow out of it. Yes. Because he's still a baby. He's five months old. <laughs> so I am just crying all the happy tears. I'm so excited. I wasn't even... I thought, best case scenario, he'd just have to take pills his whole life. Yeah. Hadn't even gotten your hopes up that he could just be like, <laughs> right. Fine. Right. Uh, and he's so cute, guys. I got here, and he's just been, like, snoozing. Yeah, he played all day at the vet. They literally brought him to us, and they were like, he's the most playful kitty we've ever <laughs> seen. And I was like, yep, that's my baby. Yeah, he had a he had a really good time at the vet while Elise was really stressed out <laughs> waiting for his news. So other than Laz, what are you loving this week? I'm loving food. All food? food. Pizza? Food. food. Um, burgers right now, but that's just because I had the burger box last night, so mm-hmm. it's like... Oh, how was mind. it? It was really good. Are you loving the burger box? Yeah, I kind of am. I don't... I thought about listing that, but I don't know if I'm going to pay for it again because it was expensive. <laughs> Wasn't there something on there that I wanted? The Cajun fries. Did I you ate eat them, them? <gasps> They were so oh. good. I know. <gasps> I suck. Well, now we need another box of Cajun fries and their pizza fries. Yeah, I wanted to save them for you, but <laughs> I ate so them. Mean. I ate, they were so good. Um, but yeah, it was like a muffaletta burger, which was nuts. And then jambalaya mac and cheese. And then what? Cajun fries. Holy. And Boston baked beans and coleslaw. Ooh, all but the coleslaw. Yeah, we, we didn't touch the coleslaw. It was really good. You didn't touch the coleslaw. <laughs> Not a bit. <laughs> Not even close. So funny. Um, but yeah, so that was really good. So I was really full last night. And today I was really hungry. And I had lunch. And then I had a peanut butter with... Or, had a peanut butter. I had an apple with peanut butter, and then I had some pimento cheese when I got over here, and I'm like mm-hmm. still hungry. It's port wine cheese. It's like the fancy shit. It's very good. It's delicious. Um, but yeah, so I'm just like a bottomless pit of hunger. So I love food. That's me every day. It's me mostly. Like the yeah. <laughs> some of our coworkers kept like trying to talk to me, and I kept like standing up, and they would ask me a question, and be like, "Guys, I'm still chewing." Oh my god, that's the literal worst. I get so pissed off like irrationally pissed off when you try to talk to me when I'm literally trying to savor my food 
Like, it's, like, an, a process for me. Well, and then, like, don't interrupt it. Bless their hearts. They thought they had waited long enough. And so then they asked me a question, like, a little bit later. But then I had something totally different that I was eating. <laughs> such a I was like, Sorry, guys. I have food in my mouth again. <laughs> it's, like, constant. So, good luck. Yeah, it was, ooh, it was, it was fun. I love food. So, uh... <laughs> Who doesn't love food? What was your boss moment? Um, it's not my boss moment. It's more of an adulting moment. But once again, has to do with my cat. Just being a cat mom, I feel like I've grown so much over the past few weeks. Because, like, when we first found out about his heart murmur, like, I knew I could handle it. But it's one of those things, like, I, like it's so hard. And it just consumes your whole entire life. So really just being a cat mom... And kind of, like, eating my words all the times I made fun of, like, you and Christine and Tara. Because Tara would literally call herself a single dog mom, and I would laugh in her face and be like, that's stupid. But, like, you really do feel like a mom. Like, they're your babies. And it's all consuming whenever they're sick. So just getting through that and just, That is a big moment. Like, the first time Zero got hurt and, like, I had to take care of it, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know they're probably going to be fine. At least I did. You didn't. You had no reassurance. No. no. Um, but, yeah, it's hard. Because they really don't... Hard. The worst part is, like, they don't know what's going on. Right, and they depend on you. Yeah. And, like, oh, it's... Yeah, it's been hard. And just having something that depends on you is its own, Struggle. like, experience. Yes. What was your boss moment? You have a better <laughs> one than me. Yeah, mine's like pretty a bossy. Um... So, I have a shameful secret for you guys. As long as I have worked at my job, I have told all of you that you should talk to your boss about your salary. <laughs> but you I have not done it. Elise has done it, and I have not. Yes. It's just so awkward, and I really like my boss. And I know, like, you know, it's not totally in your boss's control. Anyway, I didn't want to make her uncomfortable, and I didn't want to be uncomfortable. But anyway. Well, and, like, thankfully, she's a feminist. Like, yeah. she gets where you're coming from. So. so, I bit the bullet. Right. It's not like I had to go to, like, some dude who's going to be like, gross, no, you're just going to have a baby. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I had to go to someone you who, have a like, uterus. legitimately respects me as a human. You know, like, we have a good relationship, which made it hard. Because, you know, yeah. like, they don't want to tell you no. And so, but they obviously can't always just be like, yeah. Um, So I did. I talked to my boss about my salary. Um, I was wearing leggings today. They are my comfort and support leggings. You look comfy AF. Very comfy. Uh, And it went well. Like, we talked about it. We talked about my job responsibilities. I got a not right now, but it could have gone worse. It's so honest of you. Like, it's so honest and raw to admit that. Yeah, it's hard. I, I thought about just not telling you guys, but... Or you could have just been like, oh, I'm not telling you how I win. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I got a knot right now. But I think it's better now that I've broached the subject. Because um, I was really nervous, which well, is odd. Yeah. I'm not Once a, you break the ice, it's, it's better. Because um, I'm not nervous going into my meetings, like, ever, really. Well, you and Dana are, like, BFFs. Yeah, it's like, fine. Like, we BFFs. do have a good relationship. So I'm never, like, worried or stressed out. But I was like, oh, no, she's going to handle it. Yeah. So anyway. But now we've broken the ice. So now there's, like, like, a conversation. Yeah. So now, like, later, I can be like, so remember when we had that top? What about now? Mm-hmm. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> Not going to say that to my <laughs> boss, though. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. So it was good. I feel like I have grown as a person now that I have we've tackled both that grown discomfort as, as a... Tackle that Always discomfort. Always growing. Time. Y'all, Laz is being so cute. He's just, like, He's just laying sleeping. across the couch. <laughs> laying across the room from us on the other couch yes. with, like, his paw on his face. Ever since we brought him home, he's been pooped. Sleep, 
Slip he literally did, like, make a mess, but <laughs> pooped his entire, too. <laughs> TMI about the messenger cat made. We had to get him, like, cat wipes because it happens so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. poor lad. He just likes to play. He's like a four-year-old who poops in his pants because he just wants to play. <laughs> my nephew does it all the time. Oh, my God. Someday your nephew is going to, like... Somehow find he literally podcast. he was over here the other night and he was like doing a dance crossing his legs and I was like go to the bathroom he's like no I want to play Pokemon it's like oh my god you're gonna pee on my floor I'm gonna kick you out <laughs> you're just gonna like make him sit right outside your apartment yes yeah so anyway but yeah that's totally a kitten thing to do um, I still love him but yeah so hit us up on Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag just eavesdropping or Ernst Ben Color. Yes, um, do that. Let us know how you build your personal brand. And also, how, like, how you approach asking for a raise. It's true. I would love to hear more thoughts on that. Yeah, I would too. I know Betches recently did the, like, slay your pay hashtag. Yes. That was a big deal. I think that was just, like, the month of, was it February? February? Is it? January. January? Maybe. I don't know, but they talked about it all the time. Yeah, that was part of why I asked, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a really successful campaign. Shout Betches, out to Betches. You obviously listen to our podcast. We adore and, uh, you. But well, we have the same sign off. We both say we bye. <laughs> And they said it was their sign off, and I was like, "No, betches, Mine. it's our sign off. We yeah. did it first. We literally did it first. Okay. So anyway, but. before we get into that, um, yeah, tell us stuff. Okay. Bye. Bye.